right. How is it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders, where we interview innovative founders about their companies, their ideas for the future, and how the two collide. Today, I'm very, very excited to be talking to Scott Wu, who is the CTO and co-founder of Lunch Club. Scott, how are you doing today? Great, great. Yeah, I'm glad to be on here. Yeah, I'm super stoked to have you on. I have admired uh, Lunch Club since I first tried it, especially the technology behind it. So to be talking to the CTO is, is quite an honor. So, so appreciate you coming on. With all that, let's jump right into it. So Lunch Club, what are you working on? Awesome. Yeah, so Lunch Club is a product that's all about meaningful offline connections. Um, so we focus on the professional space. And the whole idea is it's not about spending time on the site. It's not about using an app or swiping through people's faces. It's all about um, making connections in real life, getting to, to have real conversations with people that you might not have ever met otherwise. And so what we do is um, once a week, as a user, you get an email that asks you if you're interested to take a meeting. And if you are, um, you just let us know some times and some neighborhoods that work for you. So for example, 10 a.m. coffee uh, on Thursday in Soma, say. If you're not, obviously totally fine to, to just pass for the week. But once that happens, we get back to you within 24 hours with your match for the week. And that match is um, particularly, it's, it's not one that you get to choose. So you give us a lot of information about what your goals are, what you're looking for, and who you are but the match itself is made by the system uh, and you're expected to go on that match. So as a user, so I, I give some information about me and then your, your platform, Lunch Club, you, know, you, you decide, hey, like this week, I wanna match this person up with this different person and they have probably similar characteristics or whatnot. Um, that's, a, that's a great, it's a great idea, I think for the, the reason that you're trying to get people meeting offline and not just online can you go into the why behind wanting to get people uh mixing and mingling and making friends um in the real world uh versus on an internet chat room or something like that yes yes absolutely and so a lot of these product mechanics as well were very uh very intentional and we did a lot of iterations before we came to the current um version of the product launch club um to put it in a nutshell i, I think that there's a lot um like Social networks and social media in general has a lot of value. Don't get me wrong. I think there's a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of great things that that's enabled. At the same time, I do think that that's something that people are still looking for, like this real in-person um, offline connection. Um, and I think especially in the professional space, you, you tend to see that that also has much higher signal to noise ratio and just ends up being a lot more valuable. Um, if you think through, you know, the most valuable connections or the most valuable people um, that have helped you in your career. Um, often, you know, that's, that's not the kind of thing where you guys just exchange a couple messages in a chat room. It's a lot more about, you know, meeting someone in person, building that relationship over a long time, uh, and kind of a much more meaningful connection than that. I completely agree. And I'll say of the, I don't know, let's say when I was in San Francisco, of the maybe four or five people that I got matched up with on Lunch Club, I, I can remember all of them, uh, you know, right now and all the conversations. And there's something different about being matched up with someone in person and going to like a, a Panera or a coffee shop versus just getting matched up online. There's something kind of special and magical about that, which I think is the magic behind Lunch Club. I'm kind of interested to, to know, uh, one, how long have you been 
working on Lunch Club. And uh, two, you're starting to get, you know, some attention and you just raised some money, which is from some very notable investors, which is really exciting. I'd love to know, what have you learned uh, about your users and the product since you first started? And how does that kind of inform product decisions moving forward? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I could t- talk about this one for a long, long time. <laughs> so we, we got started in middle of 2017. So just over two years ago, um, the team, the company was not originally called Lunch Club. It was called Elliot. Uh, and in fact, the company still is officially called Elliot, but the product obviously is Lunch Club. And the idea was that Elliot would be this like electronic AI concierge. Um, it would be the kind of person that, you know, like a, a personal butler, obviously it'd be, be automatic, but it would really understand you and your schedule, who you're looking to meet with and so on. So a lot of, uh, a lot of similar ideas to, to what Lunch Club is now. Um, I think that the core mission of making meaningful offline connections has has stayed the same throughout. At the same time, the product itself has actually changed quite a bit. So the, the first Elliot product was actually a mobile app, and the idea was all about scheduling and making that part of the process much easier. easier. Um, finding times that works for both people, you know, setting up some kind of recurring uh, recurring meetups with your friends or with your your connections that would be flexible with your calendar, for example, things like that. Um, we, we tried a few other product iterations, um, especially around like mid or late 2017. Um, and, you know, one of them was like a personal CRM. One of them was like a, um, a different mobile app where you could meet new people, uh, all of these kinds of things. And uh, yeah, and eventually we came on, uh, we came to Lunch Club, right? And um, I mean, we obviously we just talked about um, a couple of different ideas. One of them is that uh, first of all, it's all about meeting new people instead of cr- connecting with the people that you already know. Um, and second of all, that it's it's uh, it's very much an opt out system. So it's not like you get to choose um, who exactly you're meeting with for the week. It's it's not like you get to be precise about I want to meet um, this person only and not this person. Um, you do get to tell us in general what your goals are but we choose that match for you and i think that's a very important uh mechanic from what we've seen so you started this company in mid 2017 you you went through some cycles you ended up with lunch club and you find something that that, that's hitting um Mm -hmm. which is which is really exciting i'd love to know what is the like right now i would say short term let's say year to three years out what are you trying to do with Lunch Club? What are you trying to accomplish? What type of people are you going after? Just in the, in the short to midterm. Yeah, 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 it makes sense. So I think the stage that we're at right now is, uh, um, so just to tell you a little bit more. So we're in eight different cities. Um, SF, New York, LA, London are the big ones. We also have a few other smaller um, cities. Uh, and in general, like I think we're we're starting to see some pretty broad traction across a lot of different groups. So entertainment professionals in LA, for example, um, investment bankers in London, finance people in New York, all these kinds of uh, kind of like niches of industries, levels of experience, all of these different um, kind of axes, right? Um, and I think that the big uh, test ahead of us and the the big challenge ahead of us is growing to a massive scale while maintaining that same amount of quality that we're at right now. So right now, um, you know, I, I love obviously hearing when users enjoy the product. So it's great to hear that you've had a good experience. Um, I think in general, like a lot of the users, I would say feel that way where they've, you know, they've taken a 
quite a few meetings. Like they, they feel a real sense of community. They've met a lot of really, really helpful people um, and just made a lot of meaningful connections. Um, and so, you know, I think the big challenge comes down to growth and it comes to, comes down to the data as well. Um, whether that, that problem is a problem that we can solve at scale and whether we can, you know, successfully get to that scale. Um, so that's, that's, I think the, the, the big test ahead of us for the next year or two. Something I would like to kind of move into now is go less about specifics into lunch club and more about the general industry and trend that you're kind of um, playing on. So lunch club is, is something that I've never actually heard anything else quite like it. It's not like a obvious, oh, it's FinTech or future of work or, or, you know, or something else. Um, so I'm kind of curious to hear from you. What would you categorize Lunch Club uh, um, as in regards to what industry it kind of is in, or is it its own thing? Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. It's it is hard to categorize. Um, I think the my my overall feel on it is essentially that. Um, so to tell you a little bit about my my own personal story, um, I come from a very technical background. I grew up actually in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, um, and I was very into math and programming. Um, and as you can imagine, it, it, was, it was pretty tough to find other people with similar interests to me. Um, and eventually the way that I did was through these competitions. So there are lots of math and programming competitions um, that I could participate in, even if it was, you know, I might have been the only person in my school doing it. It was a way to, to um, compete against other kids across the country or even across the world um, and to just like meet people with similar interests. Um, I eventually became the world champion of competitive programming in 2014. But uh, like, I think a lot of that and, you know, a lot of the reason that I'm here in the Valley now comes down to the fact that these competitions gave me that opportunity, right. And to, to meet people and to learn the kinds of things that I needed to learn. Um, and, you know, with, with different people, I'm sure there's, there's kind of different sources and uh, different, uh, different, uh, sparks that really brought that out but i think universally there's a big trend that more and more opportunity is becoming something that's universal um you think back to the you know kind of our our image of the old days say 1800 1700s and it was so much in like a single class of people that had the opportunities that they wanted to have and the large majority didn't have that um, and I think in general now, there's just so much more opportunity. I mean, I think there's still a lot to do, obviously, but I, I see that as one of the biggest trends. Um, and that's a lot of what we want to do at Lunch Club as well, is giving people the opportunities that they might not have had otherwise. Do you see Lunch Club in any capacity as, as a future of work tool or a way to expand your network for potential business opportunities? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, I, I think... And, and our goal with Lunch Club is to be the centerpiece of that future of work, honestly. I think that that's a big, big trend as well. Um, you know, obviously more and more remote work, but also the way that we think about work, I think, is very different now. Um, there's a lot more um, just in general, like thought-driven work and uh, relationship-driven work. Um, and I, I think that's big. And, you know, like the, obviously there's a lot of old institutions there that are, that are kind of still holding up. And that's... Um, not, not to say anything negative about them. I think, I mean, I think they're doing a really good job, but I think in the future, a lot of what's going to happen is that all of this is going to be much more spread out, um, much more democratized. And I, I kind of see lunch club as, you know, um, like if the, the past of work, if you will, right. If the past of work is the big institutions and it's all the, you know, the traditional methods, then networking 
Um, and you know, the way that we have these like networking parties now, or it's just like, you know, you ask your friends to introduce you to their friends. Like a lot of that fits into the past of work, right? Because it's like, here's the people, you know, and you know, you have some ways to, 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 to use that, uh, that network that you have, but you can't really go beyond it. Um, and I think a future of work, a big, big part of that is really pushing that opportunity out to everyone. So yeah, it definitely fits into a lot of the same themes of opportunity. Um, but, uh, yeah. Cool. That's very exciting. And it's good to know that there's products working on trying to democratize opportunity. I think it's really important. So outside of lunch club and outside of the future of work, you have, uh, you know, as you mentioned, correct, correct me if I'm wrong, but you said you you were the world champion of competitive programming. Is, is that is that what, what you said? Yeah. Cool. So you probably see things in the world, you know, in a very different way than someone like me who doesn't know how to program at all, or even or even oh. programmers. So I'm like very interested to hear your your take and, and your interest in what's going on in the world and what trends interest you outside of the future of work maybe trends within technology trends within data science things like that like what, what is interesting to you as a as a technological leader um in you know uh coming into the new decade for sure yeah yeah i mean i i can talk about some trends that i think um like are directly directly affecting both of us already uh, i think one of them that's that's really big and really exciting i think is that innovation in general has just gotten a lot more um, open and it's gotten a lot more doable. Like, um, you know, starting a startup is is still hard, don't get me wrong, but I, I think it's a lot easier than it used to be. And part of that is through all of the, the tools that we have now, um, you know, even AWS or all of these um, like Heroku, GitHub, like all of these, these uh, technical tools that just make it a lot easier um, and that do a lot of the building blocks for you so that you can focus on you know, the, the, the most important parts of your company. Um, I think that that's a really exciting innovation. Um, and I'm, I'm looking forward to see that continue. Other than that, I mean, I think transportation is also a really exciting in, in a really exciting place. Uh, education as well. Like I, I see a lot of these industries where it really does feel like um, technology is kind of like, it's really on the cusp, right? Like we're, we're almost there. Um, and I think there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of big improvements to be made. So we're in an, we're in an exciting time. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I uh, want to touch on something that you mentioned in regards to starting startups being easier than it used to be, which I totally agree with. Um, but I, I can kind of add on to that. From what I've heard from you know some intelligent people on Twitter or whatnot, like starting startups are easier because the costs have come way down. But that means there are tons of more people starting companies, so actually getting the attention and growing um, and scaling is much harder. I'd love to hear your thoughts on the dichotomy between the, how people starting companies is going up. Um, does that mean companies that are succeeding and scaling, does that mean they're going down? Yeah, that's a great question. Yeah, and I mean, I think it comes back to the, the kind of the same thing that we were talking about with opportunity. Um, you know, if lots and lots of people are starting companies um, and only the very, very best of them are succeeding. I actually don't think of that as a failure. You know, I, I think um, most founders, if not all founders, like come into it understanding, hey, you know, there's a really good chance that this isn't gonna work out, right? Um, and whether it's for the experience or whether it's, you know, the mission that you really care about or whether you feel like, regardless of that low probability, it's worth a chance anyway. You know, at some point you had to, you had to talk it through and realize that this is what you wanted to do anyway. Um, and I, I think that, 
you know, like, I think that uh, it is definitely true that, like, it's it's hard to succeed as a startup and it's hard to, to get really big. But I do think that, like, we're much, much closer to this, uh, you know, this meritocratic kind of future than we were in the past where um, you can come from anywhere, really. And, and there's, there's um, you know, you, you're still part of the pack and you still stand a fighting chance uh, among everyone else. So... I love that. that that's fantastic. Uh, so I, I have a couple more questions for you. So you have a whole company that's based on meeting relevant people, making a friend, making business connections. I would love to learn a little bit about some of your connections or your friends that have been an influence on your life or role models that you've looked up to as you have been on your journey and most recently uh, have, have started and grown Lunch Club. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I, ha- I have to start with the cheesy answer, which is my co-founders. <laughs> um, so Vlad, um, the CEO, someone I've worked very closely with for the past four or five years. Um, we first worked together at Adapar. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think that he's, uh, he's been a big influence on me and he's like, he's, he's taught me so much along this way. And, um, I'm, I'm especially grateful for that. Haley as well. Um, Haley joined our team at the start of this year. It's been almost a year now. In fact, a little bit more than a year, um, kind of when we when we first met her and started talking with her. Uh, and yeah, and she's been fantastic as well, just seeing her ideas on community, seeing her ideas on um, growth, and also even just that attitude of, you know, getting things done, making it happen. Um, so those, those are the first two that come to mind, for sure. Um, I guess another cheesy answer that comes to mind, of course, is, is my parents. Um, I think a lot of you know, the way that I think about the world is, is obviously based off, um, off of them. And uh, my parents, for example, were, um, they're immigrants from China. They're now U.S. citizens. But, uh, you know, they were born in the, the communist regime of China. Um, and they were able to make it out and, uh, you know, come to grad school in the United States. And, like, obviously that's given me all of the opportunities that I have now. Um, yeah, I mean, those are the big ones that come to mind, but there are, honestly, there's there's so, so many people. Yeah, I, I think there are so many people in the world that have a, almost a subconscious uh, impact on, on you and on me and on everyone, that it's just, uh, I feel like life is about taking tidbits of, of different types of people and what they have to say and then forming our view and worldview and opinion on stuff around that. So um, I think everyone has hundreds of micro mentors in some capacity like that so that's uh definitely and honestly i mean this goes back to the startup community but i think that's that's definitely one of the the coolest parts about the you know for example the founder ecosystem or even just uh kind of like tech and silicon valley as a whole i i think that um you know no matter where you are in tech you just run into so many people who are passionate who are motivated who are talented and i mean i think that has a lasting effect Yes, it, it definitely does. Um, it's uh, everyone's. I feel like most people are optimists in tech. Everyone thinks of what can be, what can we build, and although sometimes too much optimism isn't a good thing, it is nice to be around um, a room full of optimists. You think, what if? What can we build? So I fully agree with that. So I I have a one more question for you before we wrap up the podcast. So you have had a, you know, so far a very impressive career and it seems like the best is, is only in front of you with, with, with lunch club. I'd love to hear some 
kind of, if someone was asking you, hey, like, I want to build a company, I want to get into startups, I want to change the world, uh, but they, I don't really necessarily know how, what advice would you tell a young aspiring founder um, to, who wants to build a big company but doesn't know how to get started? Yeah, that's a good question. One thing that, that comes to mind, uh, which I would have loved to, to hear, is that um, over the years, there's been so many people that, uh, you know, people who kind of like I'd heard of in the news or were just kind of like a, a name that's been floated around as someone who's been successful, right? Um, and I would have loved to talk to them and to hear their ideas and everything. Um, and as I was getting started into it, I realized that uh, one of the best things actually about the ecosystem right now um, is that people are very open to helping you. Um, and in, in a way that's like almost surprising, like, like you can send cold emails or, or cold messages to a lot of these people and they'll respond and they'll, they'll take the time to, to chat with you and give you some advice. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, that's, that's one of the big things that comes to mind is that people are not as far away as they seem. I mean, even these, these big like celebrity um, founders, celebrity investors, like they're, they're really not as far as way, far away as it looks. Um, Another one, which is obviously cliche, is uh, is not to give up. Um, and I don't mean in that in the sense of you know a particular company. Obviously, like I said, like we went through um, multiple different products, um, or you know who knows, like maybe in the long, long term, like I'll be going through multiple different companies. Um, and uh, you know, in that sense, like of course, it's it's good to understand you know what the potential is of what you're working on, uh, whether that's something that you want to be pursuing. But I think the the long term vision of like you know believing that you know, after all is said and done, you can do it and you can make it happen. Um, I think that's really important to keep. And, you know, people talk about grit as one of the, the biggest uh, trait that founders have. And I, I really think that's true. All right. That is fantastic advice uh, for all of you listening. You heard it here first from Scott. <laughs> Scott, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast and, and chatting with me for, for a little bit. I learned a ton. And I'm really excited to see what's going to happen with Lunch Club. Yeah, thanks for having me, Matt. I had a great time.